2: now
3: Now, noblegoldinvestments.com.
1: This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: Hello, everyone. Great to be live with you today. We're going to dig into the strange death of Clinton and Obama associate Dana Hyde, who died tragically last Friday due to airplane turbulence. Is the official media narrative? Uh, absolutely bizarre way to die. Very hard to believe. So of course people are theorizing about how she may have actually died and the media does not seem to be asking those viewers questions about why this doesn't add up. Nobody dies of airplane turbulence and the fact that nobody else on that flight had any injuries. She succumbed you know, to death, and nobody else even had a single injury. Everyone else didn't have a scratch. This woman died. Very strange. Dana Hyde, uh, she was a special assistant to Bill Clinton during his administration. Then Barack Obama appointed her to powerful positions. Uh, she was riding a private jet owned by her husband with her husband and her son when she died. According to media reports, Stana Hyde had been looking at colleges for her son in the Northeast while riding on her husband's company jet. Is anyone looking into her husband? I have a lot of questions about her husband. Hate to say it if, if he's innocent and this is a tragic loss for him. He has already put out a statement to his company employees about what happened with her dad. We're going to read some of that. We're also going to look into another very strange death of a businessman in baton rouge louisiana he goes there for a business trip next thing we know he's missing two weeks later his body turns up wrapped in plastic and in a rug police investigate and say no foul play how the heck is there no foul play when someone hid his body in plastic and in a rug there's a lot of strange questions in this case, and we need to look into this. We're going to dive into both of these. Before we get going, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. Silver's appeal lies in its rarity, aesthetic worth, but its importance in today's economy and technology may surprise you. Silver is used in a wide variety of technological devices and renewable energy sources like solar panels. That's why securing your financial future with a silver IRA from Noble Gold Investments is such a brilliant idea. This month, every qualifying silver. our IRA of $20,000 or higher comes with a magnificent uh, magnificent silver eagle bullion coin. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com to learn more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Of course, there's always a risk of loss. No guarantee of any time, any kind, but uh, precious metals are great. Check the link down below for my uh, special link to look into those. Okay, let's look at Dana Hyde. Let me bring up the news article. In fact, her former organization, a government agency that Obama pointed to her to, has just shouted her out today, mourning her death. Uh, this is the Millennium Challenge Corporation. A corporation that was founded by the United States Congress. It's actually a government agency that ha- tries to alleviate poverty around the world is the word. Obama appointed her as CEO of this corporation. They said today, quote, MCC mourns the loss of former MCC CEO, Dana Hyde, who passed away on March 3rd, 2023. Dana was the CEO of MCC from May of 2014 until January of 2017. They go on to talk about how Obama appointed her. Uh, now, another powerful organization, she was a part of the Aspen Institute. They actually wiped her off the face of their website. I mean, are, are they there? instead of putting out anything mourning her, they deleted her from existence. Here it is. When you search her name, she's not on there anymore, although she played a key role in that company. People are wondering... Why? Uh, So so here's the deal. The FBI and the NTSB are investigating Dana Hyde's death. Um, The NTSB is saying it may have been a trim issue. The trim aspects of the plane keep it flying level and smoothly. And apparently there was an issue with the mechanics of the trim, which caused big turbulence so that she hit, some part of her body that caused her to die of blunt force injuries, according to NPR. None of the media reports I'm reading are saying anything about where she was injured or any details about what happened. What did she hit in the plane? Did her head hit the ceiling? Was it a head injury? No details, no transparency so far as to what this violent accident and you know how it actually happened we're just vaguely hearing that it is blunt force injuries from airplane turbulence yet her husband jonathan chambers was uninjured along with their son whom they were scoping out colleges for no injuries either and then the two crew members in the cabin no injuries there either there was a total of five people on the plane just her and her family. And that plane was owned by her husband. He, he was a partner in the Connex telecommunications company. The company owned the plane, but he was a key partner of the company. Therefore the husband owned the pilot and the co-pilot, the pilot and co-pilot will get fired if the husband says they're fired. So it was a very controlled situation where they land and and suddenly she's dead. And we all have to sit there and believe the narrative that it was due to turbulence. Uh, but airplane turbulence actually pretty much never kills someone. I'm looking for the details. Okay, here we go. So, it was NPR who covered this. They said deaths from turbulence are extremely rare. There were 30 injuries, but no deaths from 2009 to 2020, the FAA said in in December. So in more than a decade, there were zero turbulence deaths and only 30 injuries whatsoever. Now this powerful government official appointed to positions by Clinton and Obama is the first and only death from airplane turbulence in recent history. Of course, people have questions. We need proof that this was really turbulence, but none of the media is injecting any sort of curiosity into how bizarre this is. This is exactly why conspiracy theories form because America knows that the media is not going to try for answers on the bizarrety of this. Uh, NPR talks about her background. Hyde served as counsel for the 9-11 commission, formerly known as the national commission on terrorist attacks upon the United States and other posts during her career in Washington, DC, according to her LinkedIn page, which was also wiped off the face of the earth. I guess I, I read so, you know, her public profile is getting wiped away in these recent days. Um, weird. Uh, she served, they go on to say she served as a special assistant to the president. She, she was Clinton's special assistant for cabinet affairs in a special uh, and a special assistant to the deputy U.S. Attorney General during President Bill Clinton's administration and as a senior policy advisor at the State Department, an associate director of the Office of Management and Budget during President Barack Obama's administration, the LinkedIn site indicated. Um, there you go. So the Washington Post reported that Hyde's husband, Jonathan Chambers, we're going to look more at him. He's a partner at Connex, like I said, a telecommunications company that owned the plane. They were riding it. He described the incident in an email to the company's employees and clients saying that, quote, the plane suddenly convulsed in a manner that violently threw the three of us. My wife was badly injured. He's saying he, his son, and his wife all got thrown, but he and the son had zero injuries, whereas hers was a deadly injury. He goes on to say Dana was the best person I ever knew. She was a wonderful mother to our boys and she was accomplished professionally, Chambers said. She loved and was beloved. Um, apparently he put that statement out on Monday in an email to his employees after she died on Friday. Uh, you, th- think this was in regards to the trafficking of children. One of one of you guys are saying in the comment section, well, she was working on, uh, you know, she had big roles in government. I'm not sure what she was doing currently. Now, you guys are asking about her husband. Let me show you her, her husband on his company, we- company website. He works with the government and private entities on telecommunications, getting Internet to various parts of the world. This is him right here. One of the two partners in the company. Uh, here he is. Says partner at Connex, um, Connexon. For over 30 years, Jonathan Chambers has been deeply involved in and influenced the development of government telecommunications policies and the deployment of internet access networks. Uh, both he and his wife were in powerful positions. I found him participating in a podcast. I believe this was back in December that he did this little podcast. So I'm just going to play this clip for you so you can get a sense of the last person who was seen with this Clinton associate before she died. This is her husband.
2: Why we're together here talking today. I've spent most of the last 30 years, uh, either in the federal government or um, working for Cable and wireless and, and now electric cooperatives uh, always doing the same basic thing, which is building new networks, wireless networks, cable networks, cable broadband networks, fiber optic networks. Um, so I've been on both the policy side of things on Capitol Hill and at the FCC and um, dealing with government agencies both in the States and in Europe.
4: Okay, so let me show you. Newsweek did a feature on all the conspiracy theories surrounding this, and the biggest theor- conspiracy theories that they could that they featured were people saying, "Oh, this is totally believable. She died of airplane turbulence that happens all the time." Like that—that's what people were saying online. You know, not making accusations, just kind of speaking in sarcasm. And Newsweek felt the need to create a defensive article saying you guys are wacko conspiracy theories if you don't gobble up the official NTSB and FBI narrative on this. Um, but Newsweek, to their credit, did highlight what some of these internet sleuths are finding. Um, this person shows how Dana Hyde was quickly her profile was quickly wiped off the face of the Aspen Institute's website. Why why are they just deleting her? Uh, you can see in a Google search She's on there as CEO of uh, MCC. It, she oversaw a portfolio of roughly four billion in economic assistance programs. Now, when you click on it, there you go. Whoops! There, she's nowhere to be found. To be found, she's actually no longer on that site. So people just thought it was weird that instead of honoring her, they're deleting her existence. It just reminds me of when Bill Clinton was asked about Jeffrey Epstein. And his answer was, well, he's dead. Like, oh, that's, uh, well, he's dead. So that's that. Um, So I have a lot of questions because in the period from 2009 to 2020, not a soul died of airplane turbulence and only 30 people even had injuries from turbulence. This is not normal. We need more answers on what actually happened to Dana Hyde, her husband, Jonathan Chambers, was the last person with her. We need to know what happened. Um, the son...
2: Now
1: At fighterflare.com.
4: reported that the cockpit voice recorders are being analyzed as well. But again, two government agencies, NTSB and FBI who have been known to lie in the past are the two agencies investigating this. So I don't have too high hopes of getting straightforward truth on this. This very bizarre death reminds me of the death of the husband of the COO of Facebook, Sheryl Sandberg's husband, died just as bizarrely talk about people dying of turbulence. How about people dying of being on a treadmill? Are treadmills deadly. It was for, uh, Sheryl Sandberg's husband, powerful COO of Facebook, her husband, you know, they go off to Mexico. Next thing we know she's coming home single. Her husband is dead. Uh, this is Dave Goldberg. Her husband. His it, it, CNN covered it when it happened, and and here's their headline: Dave Goldberg's death highlights unseen dangers of treadmills. Rather than looking further and say, was this the really was this the real cause? Can we do a thorough autopsy and figure out how exactly he died, or we're just going to run with this idea that it was a. You know, he slipped on a treadmill and died, which basically never happens. Uh, it, 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 CNN said that last year emergency rooms saw 24,000 injuries, injuries related to treadmills. Uh, but deaths such as Goldberg's are rare. There have been 30 reported deaths associated with treadmills for 10, uh, for the 10 year period from 2003 to 2012. Yeah, incredibly rare to die of a treadmill. But CNN took this opportunity to warn everybody to stay away from treadmills. And, um, you know, Cheryl San- Sandberg then ends up with his more handsome friend that she's, I guess, I th- at last check, she's now with. I just thought this was really questionable. And I wanted to investigate Cheryl on this on how did her husband just die like that? And then, oh, and then I read that she changed her story. Vox apparently covered her, interviewed her later about grief, the grief of losing her husband. She's like, yeah, actually found out it wasn't the treadmill. It was a a cardiac arrhythmia thingy. So she kind of changed her story too. So I just have a lot of questions when it's that bizarre of a death. I want to know more. Now I want to highlight the death of a Georgia man. He lived outside of Atlanta. He was a businessman who went on a business trip to new Orleans, or sorry, it was Baton Rouge, Louisiana. His name is Nathan Millard or Millard. People are pronouncing it both ways. Let me play you a news clip on his mysterious death. Uh, what happened is, uh, He went to an LSU game with a business client, February 22nd, so the media reports say. Apparently, he drank too much and got kicked out of a local bar. He was then seen wandering around. Um, Investigators said that he wandered out to a Greyhound station where he was caught on camera there they talked to a woman who spoke with him that night, late at night when he was at the Greyhound station. She said that he was kind of asking for directions on how to get back to his hotel. She asked to hand over your phone so I can put in the GPS and you can find your way back to your hotel. He said he lost his phone too. So he's out there wandering around with no phone. Uh, I guess the last time he was seen was about 4 a.m. on surveillance camera. And then he just disappeared. So he's reported missing February 23rd. His body turns up two weeks later this month, wrapped in plastic and then wrapped in a rug, hidden in an abandoned building in Baton Rouge, near where he went missing. Here's a media report this week about it.
6: The death of an Atlanta businessman, Nathan Millard's body, was found wrapped in a plastic bag and rolled up in a rug. Investigators say right now there is no indication he was the victim of foul play. Despite saying there is no foul play in just the last five minutes, police say that they are looking into who put his body in the rug and why. Why would there be no foul play
4: when someone intentionally hid his body. They went to great lengths, wrapped him once in plastic, then twice in a rug and carried him to an abandoned building where they hid him away. And that is not foul play. What are police saying? But an autopsy apparently came back this week. The family discussed it with the media and said there were no signs of internal or external injuries. So it was likely a, an accidental drug overdose. Perhaps he just keeled over while he was wandering around. Due to a, a drug overdose, someone saw his body and freaked out and found the need to hide it. But why would they have the need to hide it instead of call 911? People are bewildered and baffled at this story. What's stranger is the way that police are investigating this why didn't police collect the entire rug as evidence police left the rug that he was found in what sort of evidence, what sort of DNA or other, uh, you know, residue could be on that rug as evidence, but police didn't collect the rug. A local reporter asked them about that this week.
2: Yes, ma'am.
0: Um, it was reported that his body was wrapped up in a rug, um, the rug is still sitting there and a lot of people want
2: to know why it wasn't collected. Okay, so whenever whenever we go to a crime scene, um, our detectives and um, our crime scene investigators they confer with each other on what needs to be taken and what doesn't. Um, and they didn't deem it necessary for them to take the entire rug. And I'll just leave that at that. I know there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of information going on about what we may have found out there, what we may not have. Um, and once again, that's part of the investigation, so I don't want to put that information out. But everything that needed to be collected was collected from that scene. Just
4: trust us. The rug was not needed. Okay. All right. Very strange. Let me show you. Uh, This really seems to be the era of independent journalism. I keep saying this, but I'm liking this independent journalism report that someone did. Uh, Shout
6: out to Kira covering this herself. In what could be described as a cinder block garage, an unfiltered with Kieran Crew, who was at the scene, said the body could not be seen from the street.
0: It's just something that I don't think I can ever forget.
6: The man who called 911 and ultimately gave officers the information needed.
4: Just real quick background. So she interviewed, this independent journalist exclusively interviewed the man who found the body. He came to an independent journalist instead of the corporate news. I love this. And, but he was very afraid. So she disguised his voice. But this is her interview with the man who actually found the body
6: needed to find Nathan's body, spoke with Unfiltered with Karen on the basis of anonymity.
1: Yes, I was um driving pretty much down the street, and I kind of uh, rolled down my windows as I drove past the uh, the abandoned building, and as I turned in, to, in uh, to put it back on the verse to back out, I smelled something like fall. It
4: just It smelled like something
1: was bad or something was rotting, and at first, I thought it could have, could have been like a dead animal, but I didn't see
0: anything.
6: He says he walked up with a flashlight, and that's when he saw a rug and realized it was a human body inside. I thought it was someone throwing
0: out food,
1: and then I saw, I saw the feet. That's when I got really scared, and my stomach was upset, just turning into box. I was like really terrified because I've never actually seen or uh, actually found a, dead, a deceased person. So I was pretty much terrified because
0: I didn't know exactly what
6: happened. The body was badly decomposed. It's why officials used fingerprints to confirm his identity as 42-year-old Nathan Millard from Georgia. An autopsy scheduled for Tuesday will determine the cause and manner of death. Meanwhile, Baton
4: Rouge... Pol- so that autopsy did come out Tuesday, and like I said no signs of internal or external injuries, which is why people are speculating it may have been an overdose. Now toxicology reports, as I recall, typically take about six weeks to come back. So while the preliminary autopsy is done, now they have to find out whether drugs played a role, which is going to take a few more weeks. Now... Uh, I'm trying to find out what sort of business this guy did. And for some reason I couldn't figure it out, but he was going to an LSU game with a business client. It was supposed to be a 24 hour trip, go back home to Georgia and his family. And, and now he's dead. So bizarre. And, you know, if people are spec speculating, no foul play that, Oh, whoever he was around when he died, panicked and tried to hide his body or something. Why didn't they do what this man she interviewed did? He's freaked out. He sees a body, but he his response is to call 911. Whoever was around, if it was an innocent death, wouldn't they have called 911? So I really want more answers on that. Thanks, Jim, for the super chat. You rock, Ivor. Please don't use treadmills. <laughs> They're scary, huh? Yeah, you know, I don't like treadmills anyways. I love running outside instead. Was he a carpet salesman? <laughs> Yikes. Oh too soon for that. The poor guy, I, I want to, you know, send my thoughts and prayers to his family. It's horrific to lose your loved one. I lost my dad recently as well, uh, in an accident as well. It's really sad. Um, okay. So there's a new surveillance video of one of the last moments that this man, Nathan Millard or Millard was seen on surveillance video late at night. The local news covered it, uh, just yesterday. Here it is
0: wbrz has gotten a new video of nathan millard he was seen on camera just a few hours before he was reportedly last seen
5: yeah the timeline into his mysterious death slowly coming together as investigators revealed to us this week that foul play is not suspected in this case but in this new video you can see millard and another man walking back towards downtown millard is seen to be walking normally while the other man keeps falling this was believed to be taken just hours before he went missing and was last seen alive. Comes as police begin their search to find anyone who last saw Millard that night.
0: And nearly two weeks after he first went missing, his body was finally discovered on Monday. By... I guess that's him
4: and his wife. Now, I was going to rewind this so you can see where they're talking about his body falling over. It looks like his body is wearing white and he's wearing dark clothing right here. And it looks like his buddy, who's closer to screen, falls over, and he's.
5: But in this new video, you can see Ooh. Millard and another man walking well, back down downtown. See, it didn't look
4: like he fell. It's like he got down. Walking
5: normally, while the it
4: looks like he got down to pick something up. To me, it didn't look like he fell. Uh, but anyway, that's the new surveillance video as they were just kind of wandering around. Thank you. Breathless for the super chat. Thanks so much. You are one of the very few journalists I trust. I appreciate that so much. Um, so I just wanted to highlight a few of these stories. Actually, this, this one it, about Nathan Millard was one that uh, one of my viewers sent to me and said, Hey, can you look into it? It's definitely something to look into and I'm going to keep my eyes on the story and see if we can get some more Answers on what happened to Nathan Millard, what happened to Dana Hyde, the Clinton associate, and now you know, eight years later, what happened to Dave Goldberg? By the way, he was the CEO of Survey Monkey, but more importantly, the husband of Facebook's COO. After his death, she upgraded to a more handsome, powerful man. His friend. I hope she didn't order his death. Who knows? But when it's that strange of a death, I have a lot of questions. These are three strange deaths. And I'm going to keep my eyes on them. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.